Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Hope you all are enjoying the season, not because of the gifts under the tree, but because of the greatest gift, which most of you carry within. You were actually created to know Emmanuel. You were created to know God with us. But not with us in the sense that he just accompanies us, like many people think. Many people refer to God as though he were the guy standing next to you. But he's more than that. He's so much more intimate than that. He is in union with you. And your spirit knows it. And your body senses it. And your soul moves from faith to faith, constantly needing to reaffirm the truth of it. In a time when there's so much pulling on us, so many distractions, so many things that obscure the truth of the life that we carry, the truth of Emmanuel needs to come and balance our souls. You don't have to ask Jesus to come to you. You have to believe that he is in you. You believe him to bring balance to that mind and will and emotions when everything seems out of balance. And that's hard. A lot of people look at me like, well, easier said than done. And I agree because you do it by what? Faith. And faith doesn't mean your emotions agree with it. Faith doesn't mean that your thoughts agree with it. Faith doesn't mean that your circumstances agree with it. Faith says it is so regardless. It is so no matter what I feel or think or I'm currently experiencing. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Now that's a rarely used section of your Bible except maybe once a year. And I've talked about this verse before and that's where we're going to visit tonight. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father of Eternity. Prince of Peace. The prophet Isaiah brings a word of hope and promise to the people of God at a very dark time. Isaiah brought this word from the Lord during the time when wicked King Ahaz ruled over Israel. And King Ahaz had introduced the worship of the idol called Moloch. And Moloch was the savage god of the Amorites. King Ahaz erected a statue of Moloch in the valley of Hinnom and put a furnace at the feet of it where children and infants were thrown into the fire as offerings. 
Superstition and idolatry were everywhere. Gold and silver statues were worshipped in the homes of the children of Israel. Ahaz shut the doors, the temple doors, and it was left to decay. In this great darkness, God promises light for those who wish to see. I see a lot of parallels. A lot of parallels in where Israel was then and where we are or America is today. We live in a time of ever-increasing darkness. And it seems that even the children of God have become more accustomed to the darkness than to the light. Christians embrace the idols of the world and often encourage our children to do the same or passively allow those idols a place of worship in our home through internet, television, and radio. Many Christians have forsaken true corporate worship for more pressing personal pursuits or entertainment. And the practice of family worship is for many families being left to decay. It is in this time that we, like the children of Israel, need a Savior. And Isaiah says to us, for unto us. Isaiah was speaking to the people of God. This is the word for every man, woman, and child that would choose Christ's salvation. God has sent his son unto us. God sent his son to us because he loved us so much. And you can see the heart of God in, the, in these words. This is This is personal. This is individual. This is for you. If you're like most people, (laughs) like most people with families, especially in their home, the mailbox and the front porch can be a pretty exciting place this time of year. And the first question everybody asks when a brightly colored envelope comes out of the mailbox is, who's it for? Who's it for? Well, Isaiah is writing the words of God, and he says, it is for us. It is for us, the giver of life came to be Savior, Redeemer, and life to us. John three sixteen and 17 says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten Unique son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world in order to judge, to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. This child was born for the salvation of men. Born in flesh. An infant unable to care or protect itself. Even as a child, the wickedness of men pursued it and sought to destroy him. But the babe was protected. Not by government or by the strength of his parents. But by his heavenly father. Isaiah declares the truth of this child. He would never be the victim of man, but he is the Redeemer, the gift of salvation. The prophet continues, a son is given. 
I love that. Given. A son is given. Not just on loan or for a short time, but given. The Son of God came to us for more than just forgiveness. He came to us to give us life. Isaiah seven fourteen says, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the young woman who is unmarried, a virgin, shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. He was born to be God with us, ever-present, never to leave or to separate from his own. This is his name, not just his action. He named himself this. God with us. Do you think maybe he might want to be with you? Do you think maybe that he might want a personal, intimate relationship with you? Do you think it's interesting that the enemy and the world has done everything possible to distract you from that truth? Why is it that prayer is so hard? The enemy may not fight you on much anything else, but he will sure fight you on that. Because it speaks of intimacy. It affirms relationship. A child is given. Born to be God with us. God within us. Ever present. Never to leave or separate from his own. He was born in flesh to create through his sacrifice a new life for us. Eternal life in his presence. We have this now. He is our Emmanuel. We are his children. We will never be separated from him. This is now. This is not heaven one day. The true definition of death is separation from God. And we need never fear death. Death is not something we need ever fear. For we as his children are never separated from God. Paul wrote in Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. He says, For I am persuaded, beyond doubt, am sure, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things impending and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else. Wait. Did he miss something? Nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Is there anything left out of that? You know what's included in that? You. You. You're included in that. You cannot separate yourself from the love of God. It's the biggest lie the enemy uses on us, isn't it? Oh, you've gone and blown it now. Boy, God's going to treat you like a red-headed stepchild. You won't get anything you want. He's going to put you to the side. We know that's not true. We know his heart for us. Many live in fear of death because they've wrongly defined life. When you fear death, you have wrongly defined life. If we're ever going to be the bright lights in this dark world, we as Christians cannot live in the shadow of death. We should live life to the fullest in Christ, not in fear, but in holy confidence that we have eternal life through our union with Christ. Isaiah further declares that the government 
shall be on his shoulder. Now, in this, Isaiah is referencing the millennium. But what a promise. Remember what the conditions were that I described for you when I first began reading. The nation was ruled by a wicked king. In the middle of that, God makes a huge promise. What a promise. Man would no longer shoulder the government. This says so much. Man will never get government right. Have you figured that out yet? And for man, it will always be a burden too big for his shoulders. The day will come when government will rest solely on his shoulders. The only shoulder strong enough to lift government above the weakness of man and make it righteous. God has saved his children from the rule of flesh. You've already been saved from the rule of flesh. When you get anxious about what may be going on in Washington, when you get anxious about who's ruling over you, you need to be reminded that you are not a child of this world, that you live of a different kingdom. Your government doesn't rest on the shoulders of men. Your government rests on the shoulders of God. God saved his children from the rule of flesh, and one day this world will be delivered as well. Now, as I did before, I want to look at the names ascribed to this child. And remember, in the Bible, names mean more than just who they are. They reflect character. It's not just what they do, but it's actually their person. Isaiah declares with a powerful assertion, His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Now remember, who's speaking here? God's speaking, right? Now do you think you're going to know him as a Wonderful Counselor one day? Do you think you're going to know him as a Wonderful Counselor when you get to heaven? When is he talking about his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor? And what is he talking about? God has declared it through the pen of Isaiah. We are the ones doing the calling here. You are calling him Wonderful Counselor. We are giving voice to the word of God. We are participating in the wisdom of God. Because he is our life and he is our counsel. Not in heaven one day, but now. And if you have never embraced the truth of that, all you need to do is go back and look at your lives. Look at where you went right when you could have gone left, and left would have been a disaster. Look at when you chose to worship, when you could have chose to ignore, and your life was blessed. Look at when you chose to give, when you could have kept to yourself, and you were blessed again. Look when you could have been fearful and the, the very presence and protection of God surrounded you. Wonderful counselor. He counsels us even when we are not ready to hear. Because his life is always right within us. Many of you have got problems and things pressing into your lives and you're wondering what to do. Will, will God give me wisdom? Will God, God show me what to do? Let me tell you something. Quit praying that God's going to point it all out to you and by faith reckon upon the fact that he has your life in his hands and you have nothing to fear and you can be grateful that this God that is not an impersonal God, but an intimate God that knows your needs better than you do. 
Rest with him. Let him be your wisdom. Being wisdom to us is not us knowing what to do. Being wisdom to us is literally the hand of God in our lives. That's so much more than instructions. Instructions might tell you what path to take, but we would get it wrong, wouldn't we? Trust me, I do. He is a wonderful counselor. He is our wisdom. Our lives are in union with the wisdom of God. Think about that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says, But it is from him that you have your life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom from God, revealed to us knowledge of the divine plan of salvation previously hidden, manifesting itself as our righteousness, thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with God, and our consecration, making us pure and holy, and our redemption, providing our ransom for the eternal penalty of sin. Think about that. He did it all. He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. He is our right standing, our holiness. He is our consecration. He has done it all. And he's taken all of that and he has inserted the unique person that you are. And he has made you righteous. And he has made you holy. And he has put you in his plan and in his path. And you are consecrated unto him. Whether you want to recognize it or not. That is the truth of you through eternity. That wonderful counselor. That wisdom. Not just any wisdom. But God's wisdom holds your life. This Counselor and his counsel are wonderful, meaning miraculous, beyond the capacity of man to fully comprehend. He is wonderful in all his ways and plans, and he has declared that you will know him by that name. God says you will know him by that name. Not just one day, not just when the occasion calls for it, but now and forever. Isaiah continues, and he says, He shall be called Mighty God. And I like the order of these names because it tells us that he's not just a God that abandons us to our weaknesses. The wisdom of God is not enough if we're not empowered to act upon it. Our God is within us as he was with Jesus upon the earth. So you see the point he's making. Not only am I going to be your wisdom, I'm going to be the strength And the life to carry that wisdom forward with you. It's so awesome. It's like Jesus when he was upon the earth. He said, everything I said I never said, the Father said. Everything I ever did, I never did, the Father did. Jesus came down here and illustrated for us, demonstrated for us, the exact relationship that he has put you in. That you could live from the wisdom of God and be empowered to live it out through the power of God. And that right there are two components of a love relationship. Because he doesn't give you wisdom so you'll do the right thing. He gives you wisdom because he loves you and wants to share his mind with you. You can always find people to tell you what to do, can't you? If you can't, come around my house. We'll find someone. But how many people 
have in their hearts and minds to only give you what is exactly right for you because of their deep, passionate love for you. Hmm? That's our God. That's Emmanuel. First Thessalonians 5.24 I've read it to you many times. Faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy. And he will do it, fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. Now that's something we have to take by faith. Now here's the picture. This is not God saying, oh, you know, I need Todd over here. Hey, Todd, hey, over here. Come on over here and I'm going to help you with this. Uh, I need need you to do this for me. No. Faithful is he who is present tense calling you. Does that mean you're not his own? No, that means because you're his own, your name is upon his lips. He is speaking and he's speaking to you. Faithful is he who is calling you unto himself. What do we do what we do? Why does he call us into obedience? What is his desire concerning us? Unto himself. And he is hallowing you. He is literally shaping you. And he is fulfilling in you the very epitome of all that he desires in every circumstance. You say, well, I don't do this very well. I don't do that very well. Stop with the judgments of man. Are you God? God didn't call us to be man perfectly. God didn't call us to be perfect in our humanity. Even Jesus bled and sweat and and all kinds of things perplexed his body. God didn't call us to perfection on any of those levels. He called us to a spiritual perfection in relationship to himself that we could know by faith. I am come that you might have what? Life. And that you might have it to the full. You see, God doesn't want us just to know him in part. But he wants me to know him as Todd Granger can only know him. And he wants you to know him as only you can know him. Don't look around. This is deeply personal. It is deeply focused upon you, Emmanuel. And he is keeping you for himself. The word mighty speaks of a conquering warrior as God. He has defeated every foe. He is mightier than any who would oppose him. And his will and his purpose will be carried out. Isaiah fourteen twenty seven says, For the Lord of hosts has purposed... And who can annul it? And his hand is stretched out. And who can turn it back? Can you annul it? Can you turn back the hand of God in your life? The enemy wants you to believe that you can. That you can literally go through life denying God and annul the work that God has done in you. That Christ died to manifest through you. Well, guess what? All you will do is rob yourself from the truth of it. But you will not annul it because what God spoke of you from the very beginning of time is true of you if you're a child of God. You cannot annul the work of God in your life and you cannot get him to draw back his hand. You know, that should be a big word to some of us who believe that our last sin caused him to run off. He purposed and desired and will be fulfilled by his might. 
He is mighty to save, not just for the moment of crisis, but his salvation is ours in every moment of our lives. Do you believe that the mistakes of the past, the circumstances of today, the threats of tomorrow have put you out of the plan of God? That he has abandoned his plan to prosper you in truth, to grow you in love, to keep you in the security of his embrace? Do you believe that? Well, you know what? You can feel that. And the enemy will say that, and it'll sound just like you said it. And circumstances may tell you that. But every one of them fly in the face of the declaration of God who says, No, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006.